Every now and then we check in with Mike Dickinson, who, you know, has run for a number of um, positions in and around the city of Richmond. And I, I, I give the guy credit. He's one of the ones willing to come out and say things that everybody else in Richmond is, oh, too scared to say. And offers some critique that I think often resonates as very, very real. Mike is with us this morning. What what is going to happen? That is that your district, Mike? The fourth congressional district is that where? Yes. I, I good morning. The fourth the fourth congressional is my district. It's absolutely crazy mm. that you, there's there's three days. In the the Republicans are getting their nominee in three days, and then Tuesday the the Democrats are getting their nominee. You know, Joe Morrissey was talking on an interview about Tuesday. Why would the he was insinuating why would the Democrats hold it on Tuesday? Was it to disenfranchise people? That's what, that's what Joe Morrissey was saying on a number of media. Outlets oh, so that's what he's so. saying too. Well, good for him. I he, think he's right. He, We're talking to him at nine oh five today, so I, yes. maybe he'll reiterate that. I I think that's crazy. So now you've got Delegate Lamont Bagby, Senator McClellan. Uh, Senator Morrissey running for the Democrats, and I have not heard who the Republicans. Are. I was at the, the at the event with Governor Youngkin um, two nights ago at the Richmond Marriott, and I was with some pretty. I was at a table with some pretty senior Republicans. I said, "Who who are the Republicans going to run?" And everyone kind of stared at me, and I thought, "Come on, guys, what's up? <laughs> this is a congressional <laughs> seat. This is important. So, who do you think is going to run? I assume you're not running. Are you running?" No, I'm not running for Congress. I'm not running for Congress this time. Uh, okay. You know, not, not now. Not, I've heard that there's a guy named Dale Sturtevant. He's a former. He's a former staffer of Bob Good. He he said he has said that he's running on Facebook to people. And then Leon Benjamin looks like he's going to run for the third time in a row. Um, he 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 said on Facebook as well that he's going to run, but neither of them have, have really come out and staked their claim. Well, here's. Let me interrupt you for just a second. Here's a little uh, politics 101 lesson for anybody in this situation. You don't announce you're going to run until they bury the dead man. Okay, so <laughs> delegate. I mean, delegate, former former delegate, former senator, Congressman McEachin passed away. Uh, people were appropriate, and you know, at least in public, they were all talking behind the scenes. But at least in public, didn't say they were going to run. Now he's. He is um, uh, respectfully buried. You should probably call WRVA, <laughs> which speaks <laughs> to most of your most of your Republican voters. If you're going to run yeah. for Congress as a Republican and you don't have any money to do ads and it's a really short timetable, perhaps the first phone call you should make would be to the people who talk to the Republican voters. I mean, that just blows my mind. If you can't get that right, what the hell are you going to do when you're actually in a race? But anyway, whatever. I would charge you $50,000 if I was a consultant for that basic uh, <laughs> instinctive bit of information. So, all right, so Leon Benjamin, the other guy I'm not familiar with, but okay, we'll we'll try to figure anybody else out there who might want to run for this. It's pretty pretty big. I hate to say the death of someone, the unexpected death of someone is an opportunity, but in politics, that's the case. Anybody else? Those are the those are the only two names that I've heard, I've, I've heard or said anything. So, and I, I really don't know if, if either of them are, go, are going to file. I, I, not, everybody said that those two are the only people that have said anything about it on Facebook. So, and, and it's amazing to me that at the entire fourth district that 
we have a short short bench. I mean, they, they haven't really done a great job. The GOP in the 4th District has done a terrible job of getting candidates' names out there, putting people in positions to be ready to run, and really being being ready. I mean, can you be ready to put somebody up? They don't do a great job. The GOP in Virginia, especially in the 4th, they do a very, very, very terrible job, like you said, of building a bench, getting people out there on the radio, getting people on your show, getting people out there. And it's just, it's, it's just mind-boggling that they, they don't have a bench. They don't have people ready to go. Versus mm. the Democrats who, they've got, you know, this, this person, they're all, they're all well-known. Well, this is, this is an opportunity because I could see a scenario where voting numbers are low when the actual ballots are cast for Congress. Everybody's not going to turn out in February for this, so it's going to be oh, presumably yeah, low it'll, numbers. It'll be and, very low. It's a sprint. It's a sprint. The voters, if yeah. the voters don't already know you, and you don't already have some kind of name recognition with them, then it's basically you've got to turn out your base. But you know, this is a kind of a conniving thing. Yeah. But if you found a couple of um, fringe candidates and democrats do them do, do this to themselves like um what was the lady's name princess blanding remember her yeah you get a couple of fringe candidates like that who have no chance of winning but can siphon off one or two percent of the vote you know they're kind of radical uh, not very serious people but they have a core group of people who like them they could siphon off some of the vote it's possible that a legitimate, responsible Republican candidate could somehow make this work if you mobilized the Republican vote in the district right. and the Democrats don't turn out. I mean, the Democrats seem to be pretty good at getting their vote out these days. So, you know, maybe that's diminished. But it's, All right, well, we'll have to watch that. And as I say, we've got Joe Morrissey on at 9.05 to talk about his candidacy. And I welcome the Democrats who are running to come on if they'd like to do that most of them you know adam let's make a point of reaching out to them today just so that formally we have invited them on the air mike i know you ran for sheriff in richmond and i keep seeing these stories pop up about inmates dying in the city jail do you have any insight on that what's what's going on yeah the 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 jail situation in richmond is absolutely terrible They've had the third death this year of an inmate in custody. From what I understand, from what various media outlets have reported, there were drugs in the cell. Uh, They're down 160 deputies. They have 160 uh, openings for deputies. Uh, They they don't have a – Sheriff Irving doesn't have control of the jail and what's going on there. And it's – like I've said all along, it's it's very tough to be in law enforcement in Richmond because you're sitting duck. Our mayor has made it clear that Mayor Stoney has made it clear that he's not going to back you up with a controversy. He's going to throw you to the wolves. And yeah. these days, with all of these anti-policing and anti-law enforcement organizations, it's very tough. I, I, they they need to drop the hammer on the jail. And the the problem in Richmond is that the inmates are actually running the asylum. And I got a phone call yet last night from someone who said the same thing, who is in law enforcement, who said it's a really dangerous situation. They asked me not to mention them on the air, but they said the the facility is a great facility physically, but that with the lack of staffing, it is a really dangerous place to be 
you know, God forbid you get a DUI or something and you wind up in the city jail because you're not going to be safe. Um, so, I mean, that should scare everybody that you could wind up in the city jail for something that's, yeah. you know, you didn't rob a bank or <laughs> something like that. You wind up in the city jail because you screwed up and, you, you know, this is you're, 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 you're locked up for a little bit. And the next thing you know, you're getting shanked because there aren't enough security guards, um, corrections officers, I guess is what I'm supposed to call them, correctional officers. And and imagine being one of the correctional officers who's there, and you're outnumbered and overwhelmed. And as you point out, Mike, you know that city officials are not going to back you up if you have to take extreme action to protect yourself or to try to protect the the guy or the woman who is who is in there for a DUI, um, sitting across the the hall from somebody who is in a gang. This is like third world stuff here in right. Richmond. You know, you, they say don't 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 get arrested in Mexico because you're going to wind up in some jail next to a a, a drug <laughs> a drug thug. It's that. I mean, it's sounding like Richmond's the same kind of thing. And it's and it's terrible. Because, like you said, and people that are are in there for very mild charges are exposed to this very, very, very violent environment. But it also makes you know, it also makes me question really the competency of of the sheriff. And like you said, in Richmond, we have a lot. Of, we spend a lot of taxpayer money on new facilities of things, whether it be schools or whatever. But then they're they're ruined by incompetence or lack of business. And Richmond. The sheriff yeah. is basically the CEO of law enforcement, of, of private law enforcement. You run the jail, you run the courts, well, security, it's, and you run It's a disaster. And right. you're one of the few people who's been calling it this way for years, and I appreciate that, Mike. Mike Dickinson, thank you for being with us. I appreciate it.